we record that? Yeah, that's, that's all on tape. <laughs> Boombox. I'm Matt Benson. With me, as always, Chris Gutierrez. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing all right. I almost said Christopher Gutierrez. Oh, try, try to get a little formal. Yeah. Trying to have, impress our guests here. Have I ever said Christopher Gutierrez? Uh, on the show or in real life? In the show. Uh, I think maybe you have. Have I done in real life with you? It's it's weird. I don't. I mean, I don't remember it specifically, yeah. but I, I feel like I can kind of picture it. As something you do when As you're a, putting on airs. <laughs> I was like Christopher Gutierrez. Yeah. Do you ever say Matthew? No, never. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Matt? You're yeah, just cooling out. Uh, is this our first episode since the Star Wars debacle? I believe so. Yeah, follow up to that still coming. My mom. Every time I see my mom, she's like, I'm, I'm working. I'm picking okay, another good. movie for you good. guys. That's going to be a great episode. She gave me a list after you gave me a list. She saw your list, and then she gave me a list of movies to watch. How'd she see, your, how'd she see my list? Oh, because I was I was talking about how I'd watch you for the listener. Uh, Chris made me a list of ten movies he would like me to watch. Uh, a follow up to something we did in high school originally. That's right. Um, and I I watched You've Got Mail, which was on the list. And I was talking about that with my mom, and then she made me show her your list. And oh, then, good. And then she made me a list of her own. Was it ten as well? Yeah, I don't think she quite gets the game though because you are genuinely trying to find movies that you think I would enjoy. And they're all movies that. Yeah, I don't. I don't foresee <laughs> myself enjoying a ton of the movies. Sydney White. Sydney White. Sydney White's on the list, on the list. On the list for sure. Uh, Guarding Tess is probably I would say the highest <laughs> oh. highest possible success rate because it's at least got Nicolas Cage in it. Oh, that's fine. Um, so that's what's been going on with us. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, should we bring in our guests? I think so. You want to introduce them? You know them better than I do. I, I suppose that's. that's I funny. usually enter the guests, but you definitely. Okay, I think I could do this. Uh, oh, we're gonna introduce a man. Who we've we've spent years trying to get on this show since it started. That is true at this point, right? Because the has, first time we tried was literally more than a year ago. Yeah, I believe so. Like really tried. Yeah. And then even before that, we I talked about it and yeah. stuff. Um, my brother of for me personally twenty three years, uh, Michael Gutierrez or Mike Gutierrez. I don't know your preference, but well, I'd like to go by Mike. Here, Some people Mike call Gutierrez. me Randy. They call you what? <laughs> what's going on, guys? I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Wait, what's, what is, is that a reference? I don't understand the Randy thing. <laughs> oh, I just pulled it out of okay. that moment. <laughs> it was improv. Okay. <laughs> no, it, it has been years. In fact, Chris asked or brought up the idea about coming on the show, I would say probably more than a year ago. Yeah. So you need to be on and specifically to talk about wrestling. Oh, and, yeah. And the experiences that I had as an amateur cable network wrestler. I'm very excited to talk about this. <laughs> so who, what, what was the, who did you wrestle for? What was the company? Well, you could look it up on YouTube, really. It was a company called SEP, Sports Entertainment Productions. <laughs> sure. And, and what we We're not did, even going to build our way up to this. We're just jumping No, right we do. This is too important. <laughs> like this is too hot. <laughs> and what we did uh-huh. is we would rent out, they would rent out different recreation centers mm-hmm. around Northeast Ohio. So okay. The various cities had, you know. Like, Ohio's a big state for wrestling, too. It is. What and, time frame was this? 
This had to have been uh, 1993, 1995. Okay, so I believe WWF was still pulling from Ohio Valley Wrestling. To that was their talent pool at the time. So probably, if you had stuck with it, you, who knows? You could have, you could have made it all the way. There was one character that went into the WWF only to be beaten up all the time, and his sure. name was Beef Stew Lou Marconi. Uh, it sounds vaguely familiar, but yeah, I, I, just one of the yeah. guys, the random beast, Lou Marconi. Beast, Lou Marconi. I went under the name of Regis, and I don't know why. <laughs> no, that's a great wrestling name, I think, because well, it's just it's a little bit odd, which I think a little helps. odd. And yeah. what I went for was an overall good guy, yeah, but a kind of sinister, sexy style. You know oh, what I sure. Mean? So yeah. Regis accompanied all that, in my yeah. opinion. I had long black dreadlocks to some degree that oh, I put no. back with a bandana. <laughs> sunglasses at all times. Were they real dreads? Or was, were, no, did it was you, a wig. Okay, good. <laughs> and what my character generally did, because I found this to be the most fun, <laughs> would either come out of nowhere and rescue someone who was getting beat up. <laughs> yeah. Or in the middle of an interview, be jumped and beat up by you know, myself. <laughs> so I'd be the... Wait, by yourself? Yeah, like I would get jumped. Yeah. And then be that good guy who's twitching. Okay, And yeah. then everyone comes and rescues me. You know, <laughs> sure, that, that yeah. type of scenario. A few times there were actual fights, but normally when I would attempt to get into a good wrestling match with someone, uh -huh. something would happen. Sure. It was always written that somebody would run in with a chair, yeah. somebody would come in with... And then the crowd would go crazy. Mind you, the crowd was normally made up of anyone attending the ice skating rink that night. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, I, uh, MWE is a local promotion I used to go to, and they they played they did shows at ice skating rinks, and they didn't even get that crowd. So they had a good time, and people would chant Regis or Beef Stew or whoever. It was. <laughs> you had Regis fans. Regis what? Regis fans? Oh, big time Regis fans. I signed foreheads. <laughs> I, signed, I signed arms. My best friend was Super Dave. That's what he went by. So was this coexisting with Super Dave Osborne, the comedy character by Bob Einstein? I don't know. I, he plagiarized it, obviously. <laughs> and if this gets out into Osborne's hands, then <laughs> Dave Marquardt's in trouble. That's no question. But... We had a lot of disco, disco Dan. Sure. This, this disco Dan specifically had just a show, much like um, the Flower Shop, where he okay, just interviewed yeah. other yeah. wrestlers all the time. Yeah. You know? Or like Piper's Pit. Piper's yeah, yeah. Pit. Yeah, that was his thing. Always came out to disco music, but it was a full cast of characters, and sometimes we even would go and recruit the the mentally challenged uh, to be part of the uh, the team, maybe a tag team competition, because we felt it was fair to include as many people who wouldn't normally be included in the things like yeah. this, you know. It's cool. Yeah, it was a good time, it really was. In fact, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, so we're, uh, so you, <laughs> you had the, the celebrity deal, basically, which is when a celebrity appears in WWE, they have a match, which is really just, they kind of start to wrestle and it gets interrupted. Something gets crazy. So was it, was it, were there a lot of wrestlers like that in, in SCP or, or, or? I was the predominant one. Okay. There, there were maybe like, maybe another one and I can't remember, I was the best one. Okay. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. No. You were the protagonist. So yeah. <laughs> I came out to ACDC normally. Nice. What song? Did you have a specific song? Or I would mix it up nice. a little bit. You know? yeah. But Dirty Deeds was always fun. Just the, you know, the drive yeah. of Dirty Deeds. That is the fun thing about like small indie shows is you can come out to licensed music. And right. Nobody knows. Them. Yeah. Exactly. But many years go by. Okay. And I'm at dinner with my girlfriend at the time. And I'm talking many years. So this was 93, 94, 95. I'm at dinner maybe in the year 2000 mm -hmm. at a Denny's. 
I was a high roller. Sure. Yeah. And you like to wind them and dine them. I know how to make yeah. moves. Yeah. And so the moons over Miami will get you late every time. Sure. You should call it the moves over Miami. The moons over Miami. That's what I'm going to call it. The moves over Miami. At the time, I was a vegetarian, so I always ordered the moons over Miami without the hammy. Sure. Hold the, hold the hammy. Yeah. That's what I'd like to Miss, hold the hammy, please. Hold the hammy. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and we're dining. Mm-hmm. If you do such a thing at Denny's. And the next thing I know, I hear, Regis? <laughs> and two men come walking to the table. Yeah. And they go, dude, are you Regis? <laughs> and my date, yeah. my girlfriend says, what's going on? <laughs> and I go, yes, I am. <laughs> oh, man, you have no idea how much you are our favorite SCP wrestler. This is crazy that you're here. We wondered what happened to you. Will you sign my napkins? And I got to sign two napkins that night. And uh, they Do you were, remember what you wrote? You just write Regis. Just like, I love you, Regis. Thank yeah. you for everything, Regis. Yeah, something quick. Uh, I've got smooth hands. You have calluses, Regis. And Was leave. that a, a catchphrase of Regis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I would catch any phrase I could use at the time. So then sure. we went about it, and they left, and Danielle says to me, what the hell is going on? Who's Regis and what are they talking about? And I got to tell her how this was a cable access show, much like Wayne's World, if you will. Yeah. And it was big in local bars. <laughs> okay. Local bars would put this on. <laughs> so somehow or another, you know, we had a fan base. Uh, it was it was a good time. Nice. All when, inspired. What time did you guys air? What was your what was your slot like? You know, I never actually watched an episode. Really? <laughs> Later on in life I did, but I, I think they would air whenever they had a chance. Okay. Because yeah. I know C, uh, CWFH, which is the local uh, California one, they air at like 3 in the morning on Saturdays. So <laughs> if you had a similar slot, I could see that being good bar television. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Well, bar time would always be about what you know, quarter to one, two o'clock. They shut down in Ohio, so mm-hmm. I think they aired a little late, but maybe midnight yeah. or something. You know, I guess some bars really got pumped into it. I can once, see that. Yeah. Once I left, they ended up doing a live thing at a bar at one time. I had to leave due to just you know, my body meant a lot to me, and I couldn't yeah. handle the pressures that were put on it on a yeah. regular basis. How did you get into that? Like, how did that, what what led you down that path in the first place? Well, it all started out doing PA announcements in high school. Really? We, that could have been us, Chris. That could have been us. It's not too late, Matt. <laughs> what, what's your be. fantasy that... I would love... My perfect fantasy is that you're you're the wrestler and I'm your heel manager. I'm your bad guy manager. <laughs> That's right. And then eventually because... You're you, like Jimmy Hart? Yeah, yeah, like Jimmy Hart, uh, Bobby Heenan too. That, that like, that's Bobby the Brain. Vibe. Yep. Um, and then eventually, you would be a good guy, and you would have to turn on me. You would, re- <laughs> you would realize that I had you under my thumb, and you would turn on me. <laughs> that's like a kind of an Undertaker thing, didn't he? Turn yeah, Undertaker. I'm pretty sure he, he turned on Paul Bearer. He went at one solo. Point. Yeah, I'm um, tired of your yeah. manipulation over me. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much anytime there's a heel manager. Eventually, that that'll be the storyline. Uh, Virgil and Ted DiBiase is probably the most famous example. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, so you were a PA announcer. Yeah, and then that, know, where did the, how did that lead to wrestling? I had a buddy who was um, a ice skating rink um, guard official, if you will. You know, he just made sure the kids were okay, okay. when they were at ice skating. You know, he was a <laughs> hockey player, and he said so he could check up if they got out of line. He did sometimes, and we said, "I don't let me forget to tell you about some of the craziest stunts we did on that show." Well, anyway, he said to me. We've got this show we do. You'd be perfect for it. You know, you should come on down to the rec center on Friday night and give it a try. 
At first, I started out with an afro, but it wasn't working for my character. Sure. Yeah, it wasn't sexy. Did you have Regis right off the bat, like that name? Like, yeah, I don't know where it came from or how. But you or, came up with it. It wasn't. Yeah, okay, it, yeah, I came up with it. I always wore well, pretty much what I wear now, which is a black t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> I mean, really. And I always wore a black t-shirt and jeans, a Harley Davidson bandana with long black dreadlocks yeah. and sunglasses. <laughs> so, what kind of sunglasses? Uh, you know, at the time it was the '90s, so okay. they were kind of that sport black. Looking, oh yeah, that was really like, yeah, no offense, almost, terrible Oakley, looking. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oakley almost right. Yeah. You know, or the kind of guy that you know you're going to get raped by who's wearing <laughs> yeah. that, that look. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we we started out and went had a good time. But we would do some crazy stunts. Uh, for example, we would set up tables and literally fall from the top balcony onto them, and they would literally crack in half. Yeah. Like, it wasn't really... There were, it was a very unsafe, but, yeah. but fun. Also a hallmark of small indie wrestling yeah, shows. Right. Yeah, Let's break some tables. <laughs> yeah. Let's get crazy. <laughs> I had a buddy once, and the skit was I, I needed to call... And mind you, this is the mid-90s, early to mid-90s, so we're still using pay phones. Mm -hmm. And in the skit, I had to call somebody to get backup. And I turned to one of my buddies and I go, I need a quarter! <laughs> and he flicked it at me and it chipped my tooth. And in the middle of the broadcast, as we're taping, as it chipped my tooth, I felt pain shoot to the top of my head. So I proceeded to literally just punch him in the face and he flipped over a set of garbage cans. As a reaction. And, just, it, and that was real. It went yeah. right into the show really well. But everything from, you know, as you know, actual chairs getting busted over your head, yeah. falling off of anything you can, yeah. attacking people with things, fire hydrants to the head, whatever, you know, fire up. Fire hydrants. Yeah, yeah. Hyd extinguishers, yeah. you know, whatever we could. We always had... One woman, though, I will never forget this. One young lady, and she was, she was, um, whatever the term is nowadays, but you know, mentally challenged. She was just a little slower, and she was the scariest one of all, though, because she was like the referee. Why she got cast as the referee, I don't know, <laughs> but she would yeah. be the referee, you know. Too much, too much. <laughs> you know, back on, back on. And you listened to that. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. You knew she was serious, and you could you couldn't mess around. You know, that sounds like a wild time. <laughs> it was. It was a good time. It was all productive, uh, produced by a guy named Rob Kelber. And again, I know it's still out there somewhere on the video. Yeah, and Chris showed me a, a YouTube clip once. It was unfortunately yeah. very, very low res, very blurry. It oh. was. It was. It was that you know the VHS that format. <clears throat> Are there any pictures of Regis? Are there any still images I, I can see I for a, a high resolution Regis experience? I I made the cover of a newspaper in the community section. Oh, we you got still it. have that? I do. It. I have that at home. I got, got to me, see that. It's Regis. There's some kids because. There were little kids would watch a lot, so I'm with children. I'm bent over, yeah. you know. You were a star. Holding them. Yeah. You were a star. It well, was, I mean, yeah. If you're a, fa a baby face, you gotta you gotta make it, it with was the a kids. Good time. Uh, Chris, I'm begging you when you are at his house to get a picture of that. It's going up on the Ben's Blue Box Facebook page. It <laughs> needs to be seen. <laughs> I will make that. Happen. But this was all inspired by just watching wrestling throughout the '80s. Yeah, of course. I mean, that was the golden age. I'm. And I'll tell you how much it meant to me. I don't know if it meant the same to you to have. I mean, these wrestlers really became so important. And naturally, Hulk Hogan was my favorite. Yeah. I mean, I I, I liked Rowdy Roddy Piper as my oh, other. That's my favorite of all time. And and I, those two were my tops. And when they finally kind of came together, that was just a great moment. You know, when you found that there was like this, we're we're gonna stick up for one another. Yeah. Well, there's uh, some common ground. Yeah. It, Man, I mean, you were so you watched wrestling as well then. Yes, 
I do. And you watched uh, the old eighties. Now, how, were you watching it when it was live, or did you catch up? No, the eighties. I mean, I, 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 when I was a kid, it was the Attitude Era. So, like late nineties is when I started watching. Okay. Uh, and I watched that, and then I kind of fell off for a while, and then I got back into wrestling, and that's kind of when I went back and watched the eighties stuff. Did you that get back in after you graduated high school? Yeah, I'm there. I don't remember the age. Yeah. I know it was um, Saturday night's main event. Sure. And I'm I'm watching this live as uh, as they trapped and held Hulk Hogan into the corner as King Kong Bundy broke his ribs. Yeah. And I cried. Yeah. I was so upset. This yeah. guy's ribs were broke. He got carried out on the stretcher. Yeah. It was a very tough moment. Yeah. But that cage match to re- redeem what had happened to him yeah. was worth it. Yeah, of course. That's, see that's King Kong you. Bundy. <laughs> Lifted up at the top of the cage and thrown down onto a mat. It was it's a hell of a sight. <laughs> it, was a hell of, it was a hell of a sight. You know, I wasn't into the other, though. I wasn't into where Ric Flair and all that. Oh, I love some Ric Flair. He's I like Ric Flair. Yeah. But I didn't watch that. That What was it called? Oh, you're talking about WCW. What, wasn't it some, was it was it WCW and then became something else or was it well some, WCW was pretty much always WCW Ric Flair I, I think he did some stuff with NWA uh, before yeah uh, WWF but that, he also wrestled in the WWF in the eighties a little for a time didn't yeah. he come later though uh, a little later yeah he was kind of like like really late eighties going into the early nineties yeah. and then he bailed for WCW he was one of the early that was his thing was Ric Flair yeah <laughs> he was great the Nature Boy yeah yes. <laughs> But everybody, and the other thing I still have, and I don't know if you have as well, is I have almost the full collection of the large rubber dolls. Oh, I, don't, I didn't have any of those. Those were before my time, unfortunately. I have the British Bulldogs. Nice. Uh, I'm in, I've got uh, Captain Lou. Don't laugh. This you is the history. <laughs> you still have them, right? Yeah, I have that's them. That's awesome. You got now, Lou Albano? Does he have, a, does he have like a real rubber band step? Yes, he does. He's got rubber oh, bands in his great. nose and his ears. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, the only thing, is there was a time in the mid-90s, late to mid-90s, it was the late 90s, where I just experienced a hard time with a gas bill, and I had to sell. Oh no! I had to sell the second version of Hulk Hogan mm. in the white shirt and red shorts. I don't know if you ever saw that. Particular Do you remember how much doll. you got? It was for a limited it? edition, forty-five bucks, which for one doll wasn't bad, yeah. and it helped with the gas bill. Yeah. But other than that, everybody's still there. The original Hulk Hogan, which was the first one I got, mm-hmm. I know the back of him says 1984, and his little legs are all ripping and falling apart. But you know who else I have? Robert, limited edition, you had to order it in the mail only, was the Ultimate Warrior. I have, oh, nice. I have that particular dog. Coco Beware. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not Junkyard Dog. Now, I will say Junkyard Dog was probably also one of my favorites. Yeah, he was great. He really was. Uh, the ring. I still have the ring. Oh, yeah. The old ring that had the yellow or the red and blue yeah. ropes. Around. Yeah, the, the classic style ring. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I worked at Barnes & Noble, I had a, a customer who would swear that he was like best friends with the Ultimate Warrior. He would always talk about that. And I, I to this day, I don't know if he was Should telling the truth up. or not. Unfortunately, I quit that job before Warrior died, so I feel like that would have been the real gauge to see if they were friends or not. I feel like if I could see how he was feeling afterwards. <laughs> well, you know, I think there was a conspiracy that was put out with regards to him being murdered and perhaps Warrior? and perhaps even the Macho Man Savage being killed. Oh, yeah. Because of something to do with dirt they had from the past on the McMahon. Well, I mean, Macho Man. That's been the that was a rumor for years. Was that he had dirt because yeah. he he was one of the few people from that era who was just never forgiven by Vince. Never worked for WWF again after he switched sides. Yeah, didn't get in the Hall of Fame for like a long time before he died. So that. Oh yeah. 
I mean, do you, do you know what the what the rumor what of the uh, the rumor is that why Vince hated Macho? No, Man? I'd like to hear it. It's it's dark. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna warn our listener. The rumor uh, uh, for why Vince McMahon hated Macho Man uh, so much was that uh, there's some people on the internet who believe that Macho Man had some uh, interactions with 14 year old Stephanie McMahon. Oh, some uh, dalliances, let's Ooh, say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tight, Miss Elizabeth. Is oh, no. <laughs> I'd like to invite you over. <laughs> Maybe we could talk. Miss Elizabeth is at home right now. <laughs> yeah. That's really that is a really good impression. <laughs> well, when you watch these guys every day of your life, yeah. I mean, they become your soulmates. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> especially him. I mean, he was the only, if he was even a villain, the only one I liked the most. Even when he was just all about beating up George Animal Seal, I had no compassion for George Animal Seal. <laughs> I mean, I, I liked George Animal Seal, yeah. but I, I had no compassion for him. You know? yeah. I understood it. You know, he's rubbing the thing down and getting crazy. Now, did you ever well, go... Oh, go ahead, sorry. You didn't finish. Right? Uh, no, I was just going to say about George the Animal Steel. One of my favorite facts about him is that before the WWE, or WWF then made everything national, when wrestling was still a very regional thing, mm-hmm. he worked as a teacher in like the Midwest, a school oh, oh, teacher. That makes sense. And every summer, he would, he would go to New York and live in New York for the summer to wrestle for the New York wrestling promotion. And because it was so regional, none of his students knew that he was George the Animal Steel. Wow. They all just knew it was Mr. Steel. Sorry, what were you going to say? Chris? I was just going to ask. Now, did you ever go to any WrestleManias? No, I couldn't afford it. Mm. My parents would never let me go when I was a kid. I went to my first one, uh, last WrestleMania. It was my first one I, I was able to go to. However, my wife was in attendance mm-hmm. in the Pontiac Silverdome. Oh, and yeah. Watch Hulk Hogan body slam Andre the Giant. Wow. That's a, that's a moment in history right there. She remembers it vividly. There's, Young girl. Yeah. Loved wrestling. Taken with her dad. Mm-hmm. Fell asleep for much of the event. Sure. And said before she fell asleep, wake me up when Hulk Hogan comes out. Yeah. So he gave her that shake. <laughs> here he came. Yeah. All the way down. I'm a real American. American. And Rick Derringer should have stayed buried <laughs> with rock and roll hoochie coo. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know what it's from? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't recall that quote. <laughs> it's the wrestling album. Oh, it's sure. Like, I have that framed on my wall that Chris gave me as a gift. It's right after Land of a Thousand Dances, <laughs> just before I Am a Real American. <laughs> what did he say? Jesse the Body Ventura yeah. tells Mean Gene Okerlean, <laughs> Well, and Rick Derringer should have stayed buried with rock and roll hoochie coo. <laughs> I love Jesse Ventura so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'd vote for him. I, I, there's no question. I would too. And I think there's another conspiracy behind that, but that's a whole different yeah. conversation. He said, I, I just saw a recent quote from him where he said, uh, if, if Bernie doesn't get the nomination, he'll run. That's what he said. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, you know, she remembers it so well and, and cherishes the memory. Yeah, I mean, that was that. a huge thing. They were building up for so long. I was that like, was oh, can he do it? Can he slam him? Can he lift Andre the Giant? And he ripped his chain off. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. That was a big moment. Yeah, that was and, huge. And, he, and he's talking to him and his tears coming down his eyes and Andre's saying nothing. Yeah. And then just rips his shirt off his body like he's a punk. Yeah. That was big. That yeah. was big. And, you know, and, but I will say though, you know, I, even when Andre the Giant was presumably good, I wasn't a big Andre the Giant fan. I appreciated him, but yeah. I wasn't like, you know, Andre. I wasn't crazy. Was it, I mean, by the time he got to WWF, he was already pretty, like, beaten up and, and couldn't really wrestle like he, he used to yeah. be able to. So, yeah. I mean, I can Man. Say 
But WrestleMania one, what an odd WrestleMania, don't you think? That they started yeah. out in an odd way. The, yeah. The double, the team, the tag teams. Yeah. It was, what, it was Hulk well, Hogan. Yeah, it was because Mr. T. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was Hulk Hogan, Mr. T versus um, Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. And the reason they Mr. did that was wonderful. Yeah, it was because uh, Piper would not allow himself to be pinned by Hogan. That like he he refused to do it. So they couldn't do a singles match because they weren't going to let Piper win because he's the heel. And but Piper would not go down. Like he said, like if he, if you try to book that storyline, I will not, I will not stay down. I will just get up. So they had to do a tag team match that way. Uh, Orndorff could get pinned instead of Piper. I see. That's I why. See. That's why they did it. Was the leg drop truly an effective move? No. <laughs> I mean, of course you, not. <laughs> but you know, of all the moves that someone so big could have, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was the man of yeah. the entire eighties who beat everyone he came across. Yeah. And yet that leg drop. But I mean, look at ten years later, The Rock had the elbow drop. Like that's that's similarly not a very effective move. And today, you see now with the five knuckle shuckle, oh, it's the same exact move, just a different part of the body. Yeah, yeah, not effective, not effective. Now the DDT, yeah, is effective. Yeah, the pile driver is effective. Well, the pile driver is a little too effective. Why <laughs> it is now banned in WWE? <laughs> Those were great moments. Though. Yeah, I mean, unless you're Steve Austin, your <laughs> like career's ended because Owen Hart. Superfly Snooker. Man. Yeah, he's in some trouble these days. Is he? <laughs> yeah. What happened to Jimmy Superfly? Uh, he's got some legal troubles. I thought he was dead. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, but this, I really think, you know, being a kid, having that in influence of wrestling, wrestling with friends, actually carrying out these moves that these other people were trained to do, yeah. and here we're doing them and yeah. not trained, <laughs> and uh, going to hot spring fingers, whatever yeah. would happen. It was really incredible, I think. I really think it really was wild how culturally, in some cases, I know for me, it helped with confidence, mm. it, it, with with character development, yeah. watch, being able to do these different voices, yeah. watch these guys. I mean, I think even though so many adults as I was growing up would make fun of it and bash it and even tell me as I'm watching, you know that's not real. Yeah. You know that's not real. Like all the time. <laughs> I didn't care and I would think like, shut up. Like, yeah. this is There's something to this that's so much more than just... Entertainment, and I don't know why. Yeah, well, it's good. I mean, they're 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 superheroes, except you know, you you look at you can't you can't fly like Superman, but you can do a leg drop. Like you can you can you can you can be Hulk Hogan. You it's can, you can yeah. So I think that's why it can be very inspirational. Yeah. You see these large in life people, and yet it's also something you can do, and you did do when you became Regis. It was fun. It was like kind of carrying that out. Certainly, you know, I was in not I was not in in the physical condition to be a, a an amateur wrestler like Beef Stew Lou, who Beef was really like worked out. I didn't Beef work out too. Did he keep that name when he came to WWF? I think women called him that. Like that name, <laughs> that name was just known around the community. You know, did you talk to Beef Stew today? Or Why did women call him that? <laughs> what, what could that possibly signify? Would you, wouldn't you though, if you that was your name and a girl was like, "What do I call you?" Call me Beef Stew. <laughs> beef Stew Lou. I mean, Stew is like beef wet, stew. and like I don't think that Stew is just not an appealing way to describe yourself. I don't it's think. the beef part that's just beef really the, the thickest part of it. Well, if you really, yeah, if you want to be like a real macho guy, you're like, yeah, I got beef for it. That that can work, but Stew just really kind of Did throws it. Do you have a favorite tag team? Um, uh, I mean, when I was a kid, it was definitely the Rock and Sock Connection, the Rock oh. and Mankind. Um, I, I, Edge and Christian, though, too. Big fan of those guys. If you went back, was there an, a, an old school, you know, the Killer like, Bees, uh, Demolition? 
Uh, you know, uh, the, the Bushwhackers. <laughs> like the Bushwhackers They were great. just so weird. They'd lick each other's heads. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of freaks, but it was entertaining. But it was entertaining. Yeah. You know, I think there was also a lot, uh, think about, I think about it, we talk about this with some other friends, how you couldn't do some of the things they did back then. Yeah. There was, you could not beat up the Iron Sheik just because he's an Iranian today. <laughs> yeah, well, certainly. <laughs> he, he was actively anti-American, to be fair. He wasn't just an Iranian. He was hardcore anti-American. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> America! <laughs> Thinking now, will, there, will wrestling fans ever be as angry as they were when Sergeant Slaughter defected from America yeah. to join the Iron Sheik? The Iron Sheik. Like, that storyline is crazy to think about now. That is a cr- in, in, Right. And you couldn't do it from Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. <laughs> every time, wait, you know, he'd sing the Russian national, the USSR national yeah. anthem. Yeah. Until Hacksaw Jim Duggan <laughs> made sure to interrupt him every time he tried. Yeah. <laughs> Although they did do almost exactly that with uh, a guy named Rusev recently. He would come out and see, he would sing the Russian national anthem. Oh, the more and then recently. Whoever, yeah. And then whoever was shooting with him would come out and, and try stop to stop him. Yeah. There was just so many cultural things. Yeah, and also I think just the weird the dedication to to kayfabe and, and living the storyline. Like when you think about Sergeant Slaughter, he basically agreed to be hated by an entire nation of wrestling fans and just completely throw away any like t-shirt and toy sales because Every- when he was a good guy, his shirts were selling very well and he made a lot wow. of money. He's like, you know what? For the good of the story, I will just I will just give up. All of that revenue stream. It's, I don't think I don't think you see dedication like that. There was another anymore. military wrestler, and he wore camouflage pants. I want to say he had like a green tank top on, curlier hair, bigger hair. But he in dog tags. But it wasn't it wasn't Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, I don't. It was more of a and I, I mean and I have his doll. He was in, yeah. he was big enough to get a doll. A doll. Yeah. But I can't remember his name. I'll have to look at his butt. Yeah, a lot of times it was printed. It's printed on the butt. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to think that you can just you can identify people by their butt. <laughs> like, yeah, I, that's a Hogan I, butt. I think we still butt. do. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, there's, yeah. how many broads do you know? If all you saw was that, you know who it was. It's true. And I mean, the wrestlers they wear the tights. Like you get the color of the tights so that you got it. Man, I bought the Hulk Hogan workout box when I was a kid. Well, <laughs> what, somebody what bought was the it Hulk for Hogan me. workout box. A little box came. You know, it came with a little. Uh, uh, at the time, it was a, a, a cassette. Oh, I've seen like commercials for that, like on an old, on an old, on an old wrestling shows. I watched yeah. on WWE Network. <laughs> and it would be, but yeah, explain it. And he would come on and coach you, yeah. and he walk you through sit ups, walk you through push ups. Okay, now little guys, this is what you're gonna do. And you get down, you know, eat your vitamins, say your prayers. And you, <laughs> say your prayers. That was, oh, that was one of his catchphrases. Yeah. I mean. Eat your vitamins, your vitamins, say your prayers. Say your yeah. prayers. <laughs> <laughs> and it came with the hand. Oh, like the, the grip thing you squeeze? Yes, for your forearm. Yeah. A jump rope, two dumbbells. Mm-hmm. And they, they all have like a logo on each of them and stuff. Yeah, every Hulkamania. Yeah. I think there was even like a cheap little Hulkamania tank top or cut off sleeve shirt. And then, uh, yeah, then he instructed you on how to work out and routine reps <laughs> get it down. You know, I really felt like I was building it at that time. I mean, mind you, I was probably, oh, I don't know. I'm, what am I at the time? Uh, you know, um, nine. Nine, eight, nine, ten, and I'm wearing a size 38. So I certainly needed as much workout help that I could get. Yeah. You know? But Hulk, Hulk Hogan was there for me. Did you Hulk, ever uh, go to Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania? No. 
I think about that restaurant a lot. Do you know about that? I don't. Hulk Hogan had like a... Uh, was it fast food? Do you remember what, like what... You think I would know about a restaurant in Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania is one of the famous marketing follies in American yeah, history. It did work. <laughs> yeah, Hulk Hogan tried to have a pasta franchise where it was like... Pasta Mania! Yeah, it was called Pasta Mania and it failed horribly. <laughs> and that I, I'm fascinated by that. It's like Kenny Rogers Roaster, just in that category of weird celebrity restaurants that... that but, you know, Kenny Rogers Roaster at least made a Seinfeld episode. That's true. One of the, the good post-Larry David episodes, even. But Pasta Mania did Pasta Mania did not get that. Did anything, like, anything close to it. Were they... How... I mean, how big... Do you, do you have any idea, like, how, how many of them there were? I'm I know there's one of the Mall of America. I know that had a Pasta Mania in it. Yeah, I But I... Know. It's just... It's... It... It... it I don't know. It's just a strange time in American history for me when Hulk Hogan was like, yeah, pasta. Pasta is my next move. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wrap. Especially like, eat your vitamins, say your prayers, eat your carbs. Yeah. You, you, know know I mean? like, right. you need the energy. Right to it. You know, my, my former boss was uh, his ex-wife, Hulk Hogan's ex-wife. She was the maid of honor at Hulk Hogan's wedding. Wait, your boss is... My former boss. She was best friends with Hulk Hogan's ex-wife. Okay. Oh, so, she, oh, so was, she was the maid of honor. She was the maid of honor. Okay, nice. I thought you were saying Hulk Hogan's wife was the maid of honor at Hulk Hogan's wedding, and no, that no, seemed no. very confusing no, no, no. to me. She was the maid of honor, at, so wow. she was like in Hulk Hogan's company all the time. <laughs> to be in Hulk Hogan's company. Well, I mean, recent evidence yeah, suggests it's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole, the whole, where he went was sad. I mean, this guy yeah. ruled the 80s. It, I, I don't quite, I never understood why the storyline was that he could not be beat throughout the 80s. Yeah. It just played into, I guess, what America wanted at the time. Yeah, just like all America, Ronald Reagan. Superman, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it was it. And then finally, to go down by the Ultimate Warrior, I thought was interesting too, because yeah. the Ultimate Warrior wasn't a bad guy. Yeah. You know, he wasn't a good guy. He was just Ultimate Warrior. He was just, warrior. A, yeah. he was just you know. His, one of the truly terrible matches of WrestleMania history. It was bad. It was bad. It went down it went down a really it was awkward. Yeah. Him like going out, crying down the thing. Yeah. And then he's just he's just a little he's a little too old already. So then there's that point yeah. match where they're they're literally leaning on each other, supporting each other because they can't stand up. It was bad. It's hard to watch. But then he comes back and he does that black beard thing. Yeah when he was Hollywood also. Yeah. I mean, what happened? <laughs> I mean, does money just do that, I guess? Money will just take you and turn you into Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, come on, man. He was, he, he, I mean, he, he was working for WWE again right before he <laughs> was caught on tape saying the N-word a bunch and actively saying the words, I am a racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I'm a racist. <laughs> <laughs> the junkyard dog lives where he belongs. Oh, no. You know? Hogan, no. <laughs> Hogan, no. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Hulkster! <laughs> this is great. Though. This has been great because I, you know, very rarely do you get a chance to talk about these things. Most, uh, yeah, most people just kind of look at you like you're crazy. Do you remember when Hulk Hogan first defected to to WCW, and so did Macho Man, and so WWF would run these little vignettes on 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 their shows where it would be the Huckster. And the Nacho Man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. That's, that's a, really when I started backing off. I, oh yeah, I think I was also the Huckster was too much for me. I was getting older. Yeah, it just things, you know, it just things. Yeah, were, you're out. I was getting out. I there really, was a certain glam, a certain. Uh, I can't explain it. There was a certain cleanliness mm. to the WWF. Yeah, that 
no one else had. Yeah. And I say cleanliness because it, there was, I don't know if it came from branding or marketing, the film they used, the rest, I don't know if it was the lighting, yeah. the logo itself, yeah. the whole thing was clean and sharp and so attractive to me as a kid that it, I didn't, I thought the other one, I thought the WCW, NWO, uh, NW, uh, NWA. I thought they National Wrestling Alliance. Yes, I thought they just Association? Were, I don't know. I thought they were grittier. I yeah. thought the filming was no, grittier. They were like they were like off brands. And darker. Yeah. The lighting wasn't as good. The logo wasn't as good. It's yeah. amazing how at such a young age the consumerism, the marketing, the look of it all yeah. impacted. Yeah. Made all so the difference. Yeah. Made all the difference. Well, I mean that was Vince McMahon's thing. Have you ever uh, heard about how he basically took wrestling to the national stage Ooh. so like in the 70s wrestling was very regional it was like you had your promotion you had nwa was in one hit vince's promotion which was called something else was somewhere else he had awa up in another part of the country and what vince mcmahon did was he went to all these promotions and he just found out who their top guy was their number one and he's like okay i will i will give you twice as much money to come wrestle for my promotion so basically you just stole, stole the top guys from top every guys. single promotion and said we're all gonna wrestle in one company and we're gonna broadcast to all of them America, and then it just became huge, and all the other companies just they couldn't do anything because wow. their top guy had just been stolen. And he played off so well, you never knew he was the man. Yeah, when he was just Gene Okerlund's sidekick. Yeah, when he was just the the commentator. Back yeah, then. yeah. You, I never knew as yeah. a kid he was the mastermind of it all. Yeah. And then, obviously, as he got older, he came out as such, and he was in the ring himself, and things are all going crazy. His son's getting back in the ring now. That's crazy to me. Shane O'Mac's getting back in the ring today. That is a little crazy. I don't know how it's going to do. He was hardcore. That was his style. I don't know if you recall. (laughs) Shane O'Mac was a hardcore guy. I'm I'm unfamiliar. And he's now, like, in his 40s and hasn't wrestled in 10 years. And I don't know know how he's going to sell the hardcore angle now. So, you know, I'm intrigued with this Macho Man Stephanie McMahon thing. I hope it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to think that about Macho Man. I still, I still got a lot of. I, know, I, I remember know. where I was when he when I found out he died. That's that's how that's how big that was to me. And what was uh, he and uh, the Ultimate Warrior were the what Mega Maniacs? What were they again? The, the Mega Powers. Mega Powers. Something like that. That was a great. That was a hilarious moment yeah. too, man. They want to come together to take on everybody else yeah. in this tag team fashion. Did you know Ultimate Warrior legally changed his name to Warrior later in life? No kidding. Yep. Fun fact for all you fans out there, and you know, you think there? Do you think that the the current wrestling thing that's out there, you know, uh, is is bigger or is it bigger than what it was in the eighties? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's it's still it's I mean it's still huge, but uh, I don't think it's ever going to be as big as it was in the eighties or the late nineties. I mean, you can't pack something like the Pontiac Silverdome, can you now? Do they do, I know they do they arenas. Did, uh, they did, um, they did, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they still, like, every few WrestleManias, they'll set a new attendance record for WrestleMania. Nice. So they, they do, uh, but it, it yeah, they, uh, Levi's was where the last one was at. Um, the next one's in Texas, I forget where. All right, Alt, I have to hit you with this question, because no one's ever explained, I never understood why and when, what happened from WWF to WWE? What was the decision to go from Federation to Entertainment? They, they... Okay, so the World Wildlife Fund had had, had made some <laughs> they had made some agreement with the with the World Wrestling Federation where they said, Okay, we can both be the WWF, but there was some like specific thing that 
the wrestling federation was not allowed to put the letters WWF on. I, I can't remember what it was. It was, but it was like it was like some specific form of merchandising or something. It's like a water bottle, probably so, something like that. Yeah. And then they did, they did do that. And then the World Wildlife Federation sued. And gotcha. then uh, it was a thing where. They still could have called themselves the World Wrestling Federation, but the restrictions would have been like a lot worse. So they said, rather than restrict ourselves, we're just going to change our name to the WWE. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So you have um, the wrestling album encased, hanging out. I have I have the vinyl record framed on my. Uh, actually, it was on my wall in my old room. I, I've moved since then. It, it's not hanging up right now, but it, do you it have will be once um, it the up. second album, Pile Driver? No. <laughs> That was a good one, too. Those are some wild days. What I love about the wrestling album, too, is that Hulk Hogan was too cool to pose, cool. For, to pose for the group photo. So, they had a little, little headshot him on the back. Yeah. <laughs> looking, you, looking up at everybody. Yeah, because you can't not have Hulk Hogan on. Right. So He's just to, present. Yeah. He's present with, like, that Mussolini position. Yeah. That was it. But everybody else is in the group shot. <laughs> Man, I, I know that song so well. In fact, there's times when I'm working and I'll mm-hmm. sing it to myself. That, you know, not just the na 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 na, but I'll get into yeah. I'm gonna pound on your whippy little body. I'll cut you, you something funny. I'm gonna beat you till you're begging me for mercy. I'm gonna cut you from here to New Jersey. I'll wrap you with my cane, you pencil neck geek. Not if I were around your blonde dealer, monkey. I'm gonna slice it like a French fried potato. I'm gonna crush you then. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm gonna see you, little girlfriend. <laughs> I, I love how long that went on. <laughs> it's really impressive after all these years. Oh, oh man, still got it. that never left it's you. Incredible, you have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Not, you know, and it, but it keeps going. I mean, I, you know, I love it when, when Roddy Roddy Piper closes the show. Yeah. You know, because Hacksaw Jim Duggan's cousin, mm-hmm. no, Hillbilly Jim's cousin. You know, I I sing good, but my pig sings a whole yeah. lot better. Are you kidding me? You know, listen, to he says his pig sounds better, yeah. and then shuts it down. That's a, that's a great moment. Do you remember Brother Love? The, oh, yeah, Brother Love. Do you yeah. have any theories on what he did to his face to make it that red when he would come out? No. It's great, because it doesn't look like makeup. No, it didn't look like And you makeup. see him now, and he just looks like a totally healthy guy. <laughs> Somehow. Have you, had, have you just had high cholesterol back then? <laughs> he yeah. would just hold his breath. Yeah. <gasps> but have, have you ever seen a picture of Brother Love? No, I don't even know who that is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google image it and bring you how. Just, it, it's it's as red as the LaCroix can right over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it was insane. LaCroix made in <laughs> Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> is that true? Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Well, I only drink water from Detroit. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got. It. And folks at home, if you if you're not familiar with Brother Love, the the WWF personality, do yourself a favor and just Google image that because it is it it's it's frightening, really. I'm gonna I've got a picture loaded up. I'm about to show Chris right here. There he is, and all his oh, red glory. <laughs> yeah. I don't oh. know how he did that. Let me check him out again, Brother Love. There yeah. he is, Brother Love. He was a character. He was a character. You know, Adrian Adonis for his time. Progressive. Oh, man. Yeah. He looks like an Oompa Loompa. 
You know what I mean? The flower shop with Adrian Adonis? Yeah. <laughs> for that time? Oh, yeah. That's incredible. I mean, it was... I don't know, I don't know if we can call it progressive in that so it was still... Progressive. The whole, the whole idea was, look at this faggot. Let's go... <laughs> let's watch someone beat him. That was kind of the idea behind him. It was cutting edge. Yeah. They were pushing boundaries. <laughs> the boundaries needed to be pushed. <laughs> but then, you know, occasionally I'd watch Glow. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Just drop that in there. <laughs> the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. This and is I from always... today, by the way. See, look, normal. Aw. He looks like a sweet. What does he look like today? Oh, <laughs> Just like loud. a normal kind of older guy. I had always hoped that Glow would do something with the uh, WWF occasionally. I thought that was a funny show. <laughs> yeah. So you watch Glow? Uh, not regularly. Yeah. Oh, was it? In a while. You just got your fix. <laughs> <laughs> they were very big women. Uh, not that I'm opposed to big women. Yeah. But they were just bigger than my taste. I just thought it was entertaining. Yeah, that I will say is the one area of wrestling that has just progressed zero to this day. It is still pretty horrible to be a woman in wrestling. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and it's interesting, again, for that term, feminists would naturally go crazy. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Sure. You know? And none of them are really gorgeous. <laughs> Miss Elizabeth, though, was hot. She was. Very pretty. Rest in peace. Well, now, was she hooked up with someone else, or was that Macho Man's real girlfriend, do you know? Uh, that... For a time, they, I believe they were involved in real life. Oh, uh, she was, uh, she, she wound up with someone else, though. And it was also dead. Did she die before Macho Man? Yes. Um, How did she bite the bullet? I believe it was drugs, drug overdose. Okay. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, she got involved. I can't. I, this is. I can't. I'm forgetting this. She got married to, uh, to another wrestler, and they were kind of both into drugs together, and are both now dead from drugs. Wow. So it's a uh, you know you can't talk about eighties wrestling too long before it eventually gets sad. Someone's, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Um, when they both um, when Piper's leg was broke. With a chair mm-hmm. and a uh, Lex Luger. Sorry, that's who she. That's who she ended up with. She ended oh. up with Lex Luger. Luger. Lex Luger. Yeah. How do you take that name? You know what I mean? Of all names, <laughs> Luger. I'm Hooperman. Oh, you know what I mean? Like you just take somebody else's name. Well, Regis. Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of that Regis. <laughs> I didn't think of. Regis and Captain He's a big Dave. friend of the wrestling community, Regis Spellman. Actually, he? yeah, he has wrestlers on his show like a lot, and he's like, I think he might be in the WWE Celebrity Hall of Fame. Well, I totally plagiarized his <laughs> It just worked with the character, and I can't explain. I think somebody said, what do you want your name to be? And I said, Regis. It came to you. But you were just you were just you could just see this name was just so sharp and like bright big neon letters with purple outlines and shit. (laughs) And this name was just so sharp and so powerful it makes the sign explode. That's a really good And it said Regis. (laughs) (laughs) And I did enjoy (laughs) Thank you. Getting jumped. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it when I'd get jumped, lay there, twitch a little bit, it looked dramatic, yeah. my fans would be upset. I mean, yeah, I think there's a certain part of the male ego that just craves violence, <laughs> especially yeah. at a certain point in your life. It's yeah. true. Yeah. And I felt like I had somehow subconsciously probably deserved to be jumped when it was happening, <laughs> and the arm, you know, the arm twitching, yeah. all of that. I like it. And to be able to come, you know, people come rescue me, carry me off, <laughs> you know, is he going to be okay next episode? I'm fine. <laughs> Is he gonna be okay? (laughs) Oh, that's what they'd say too. Is he gonna be okay? You know, will this be the end of Regis? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I will definitely get you that newspaper clipping because that was a good time. I would love to see that. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh great. This is great. This has been fun. Yeah.
Do we? I, I'm happy that this turned into just a full-on Vince the Boobox wrestling special. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> well, I don't know what else to talk about other than taxes. Yeah, do you got, what do you got? Um, did you say taxes? <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about taxes. <laughs> do you have any questions for... Uh... I mean, all my questions would be wrestling related, but I feel like we've kind of covered that. Oh, no, I mean, if you have more, you have more. Uh, He's like, what, I don't uh, want to talk about th- th- this guy other than wrestling. Right? Yeah. No other well, I just don't know where to start, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I meet you for the first time. All I know is that you were Regis back in the day. <laughs> what I, was the chip two thing? Chip two thing was the... Chip tooth? Yes, thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Was that the worst injury you sustained as Regis? Yeah, it was a permanent injury. I had to have it filed down later. <laughs> okay. And it's still a little bumpy. But no other, like, you, you, you didn't get, uh, you didn't break Nothing anything. crazy. Okay. No, there was a broken arm once, but it wasn't mine. Okay. And that only happened from a fall, you know, <laughs> yeah. a typical fall down to yeah. a table, you know. Uh, other than that, man, people would get crazy. I mean, just hitting people with the real things. And, yeah. Uh, running people over with cars, outside shots, rubs and the car comes around, yeah. and you jump up onto the hood and roll yeah. off the window. You know, those kind of stuff. <laughs> Did you see what happened? Yeah. You know? But I do think, and I say it often, that I wish people spoke like a professional wrestler more often, just naturally in life. Sure. You know, yeah. At the grocery store, yeah. whatever it is, just that intense yelling type thing yeah you know because there's something about it there's just something about it it's fun it's fun to just let loose and just scream for <laughs> i'm looking for the broccoli yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ma'am can you help me with my size 12 <laughs> you know just say, check the back for me. <laughs> that is a great thing in wrestling always referring to your your feet as the size of your foot <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> or the 24 inch pythons yeah they're <laughs> like 9 inch pythons 9 inch pythons I got my 3 inch garden snakes <laughs> do, you, uh, do you like my brother's voice? do you think he has a good voice? I do I love yeah, he's, done, he's, done, he's done a lot of radio stuff I can see that it's a good yeah, voice you're good still times. doing the, the show right? the no, no, I got away from You're that. Out. Yeah, I wanted to get out. I was doing a wake-up a morning show. For oh, yeah? A while. Yeah, nice. we just have authors call in, doctors call in, you know. It's, oh, that's really cool. I can't recall any good, real good celebrities that ever called in. Anybody that, you know, stood out to me like, wow, I can't believe I talked to that person. Uh, that Normally, the station manager would get the best guests. But still, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. And I enjoy broadcasting. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume the two of you... Did as well to be doing PA announcements. There's yeah. something about just broadcasting, the feeling of it, knowing how to do it. That was cool. The thing we discovered earlier too, like that your sister. Oh yeah, my sister did the PA. You did the PA, and then we both did the PA announcements. Did. Yeah. Should I tell the story about how I took the PA over? Yeah, I think Matt would okay. really appreciate Let's that. See. I think the listeners would appreciate that as well. well. I look forward to hearing it right now. <laughs> I attended a normal, a typical high school um, later, but I go to this high school, and it was. Your humdrum, everybody behaved, everybody listened to their teacher. Was this Cleveland, Ohio or Brooklyn, Ohio? No, th- yeah, this is when I went, I moved out of Cleveland, where the opposite existed, into a, a local suburb. So it was Brooklyn, Ohio. And I'm sitting there one day, there was the kind of morning announcements where they opened up with the old 50s chime. Oh, yeah. Ding, you know. Yeah. And they would hit the, the thing, was it a xylophone, mini xylophone? Or yeah, something like that. Like Grease. Like Greece, 
You got it. I thought you were suggesting the name of the instrument was Grease. Like, the name of the instrument is Grease. <laughs> yes. Oh, you hit a Grease. <laughs> and they came on. Today's wrestling match is scheduled for 1.30. And we need everyone to attend our, you know. And, yeah. and I sat there and I said to my homeroom teacher, mind you, I'm a sophomore. And this was a senior privilege mm-hmm. to be the PA announcer. Yeah. And I said, you know, these people suck. <laughs> and my homeroom teacher said, well, why don't you try out? Mm-hmm. And I said, because I'm a sophomore and it's a senior privilege. He says, who cares? Just go try out anyway. See what they tell you. Yeah. Mind you, my homeroom teacher was the wood shop guy. So that's <laughs> yes. the kind of guy that would say, who cares? Yeah, go do it. Go do it. <laughs> Let's go see what they say. Yeah. You know, You're going to cut your thumb off doing that. Wherever, <laughs> it's no risk. Or, or your math teacher or science teacher would be like, you can't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's for seniors. I think you'll find the equation to be the PA yeah. teacher. Or the, or the wood shop guy. math teacher. <laughs> the woodshop guy's like, <coughs> go do it. You know I mean? it's, just, it's a cigarette over there. Yeah. So I said, okay. And I go in. I said, I'd like to try out for morning announcements. They said, it's a senior privilege. I said, I'm aware of that, but they all suck. And I know that the juniors who are going to be seniors suck as well. They're, it's just boring. Yeah. And they said, well, no. And I finally, I convinced my principal to let me. They said, fine. So the day of, had it all planned out. This is, again, 1994. Four, maybe. Um, yes, 94. And I purposely snuck in at the time a tape recorder, mm-hmm. one speaker, little tiny handheld thing with the antenna that pulled out and you held it with. So you had a tape deck and one little speaker. I snuck it in my little coat. We get to morning announcements. We go in the little booth, in the little booth and there is a junior in there. Mind you, I'm a sophomore. So there's a junior trying out to be a because she was going to be a senior. Well behaved, very nice girl. And I shut the door and locked it. She says, what are you doing? I said, don't worry. <laughs> so the, the light comes on for us to give it a go. And instead of hitting the chimes, I hit play. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers version of Higher Ground <laughs> starts getting broadcast across the entire school. So the school who up to this point had been time-locked in the 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden heard, and people keep on preaching, you know, and went right into it like a radio host. Hey, everybody, it's morning, and this is what we're doing. It's, you know, time to get, rise, and shine. Everybody has to do it, you know, and went right into it, and the weather for today, and the traffic looks good, and you guys got to watch the southeastern corner because there's a backup on that stairwell. I suggest you go to the other stairwell because that one's clear, you know, so the traffic reports, weather reports, <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. Everybody wants to avoid second floor in the west corridor right now. We've got some problems, but they're cleaning it up, you know, especially did like the helicopter as you're doing oh, it. Yeah. You know? Again, inspired though I was inspired by Good Morning Vietnam sure. no doubt Robin Williams the sound effects the whole thing uh, doing different voices and all that did it it lasted she didn't say a word I looked to her when I knew it was her part and she stood there frozen afraid to participate <laughs> she didn't want any part of this subversive uh, announcement made. <laughs> and so when I looked at her like okay it's your turn she goes huh <laughs> and I just continued on and kept going through and knew I was alone on this. I said, Broad, get in the corner because I'll take it over. And so it's over. We sign off. Mm-hmm. I actually put the music back on and slowly sing. You, you know, fade out. Yeah. Fade it out with the volume. <laughs> and then shut it off, open the door. You're like Andy Dufresne from like Shawshank Redemption. There's the principal, <laughs> the vice principal. Both counselors and the principal's secretary all standing there, staring at me. 
<laughs> and the principal secretary goes, you're not Howard Stern, you know. <laughs> and I realized that. Yeah. So I, this was one of the greatest moments of my life. In <laughs> not that, this. Mm-hmm. I walk out. And they said, no one's going to like that. I read that part. You're not Howard Stern. No one's going to like that. Because they were very disturbed yeah. by this. I open the door. The bell rings for everyone to leave their homeroom. And all of a sudden, every door that you could see in the whips open. And the students rush, arms in the air, screaming. I mean, it was, it was like France when they first heard Rite of Spring. <laughs> okay? By Stravinsky. It was not a controller. It was, yeah! And I looked back at them and said, what? So they had I no- feel like... You must be confusing your life for a Christian Slater movie from the early 90s. Pump of the volume. Yeah, I think you must be thinking of Pump of the Volume that because that the, sounds like an insane scene. That is the true, honest to God. <laughs> that is the fact that happened. And there are people from Brooklyn, Ohio that could testify. <laughs> I know it. Specifically Dave Marquardt. There's no question. Okay, we've got to witness Dave Marquardt. We do. And that happened. So... They had no choice but to let me be the PA announcer. Yeah. I mean, they had no choice. The people demanded it. The people demanded it. <laughs> so two years ago, we do it, you know, and it went on. But that was the hostile takeover of the PA announcements. Yeah. You know, and, and different music was played and weather reports, and we did the whole thing. The only time I got in trouble was when I would do African-American impersonations. Sure. You know? Y'all got basketball tonight, okay. and I want you to be that awesome thing. I don't know. We'll, we might get in trouble now for that. You know? I, mean, I, don't, know if, I don't know if it's changed in terms of you getting in trouble for right. that. How, how can that be? How can a black comedian walk up and go, hey, everybody, I'm white, and you know I'm stiff. But if a white comedian walks up and hey, he starts talking like this, and the white comedian starts saying, look, man, there's a couple things I want to talk to you about today, and I ain't going to make any times before you realize that I got to talk to you about it. Right? If a white comedian wants to talk that way, then a black comedian can't. If it, why? Why is it wrong? It ain't wrong if somebody wants to say it's wrong. But you're right. You're right. Now, in, in most, it is, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I consider it completely racist. If they view speaking Ebonics as racism, mm-hmm. then how come we don't the opposite? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody gets quiet. <laughs> it's like we got to take it at a dark political political place, but I think it needed to go there. Yeah. Well, you did grow up in Cleveland, so you have, you know. Yeah. I had no choice but to call a pencil a pencil in order to get one. <laughs> I had no choice because no one knew what a pencil was. <laughs> but if I said, can you give me a pencil? Then they handed it to me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's how it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't where we go from here. You got where? What's our next? Uh... <laughs> we shouldn't be afraid to talk about that stuff. Though. I'm not kidding. We should not be afraid to talk about that stuff. There shouldn't be any of that. You can talk like gays. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think the sentence you can talk like gays <laughs> is arguably worse than talking like a gay. <laughs> <laughs> you, but you understand what I mean. Sure. You can impersonate, you know. <laughs> you, could, you could stereotype yeah. the accent. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I think, I think where you run into trouble is that they, they, they sometimes, for them, stereotyping has consequences yeah. beyond just embarrassment. Whereas those white people, we don't really have to deal with that so much. How come Ebonics has a name, but gay language doesn't? Well, I mean, the, the, the Ebonics had a name, and then people, that of itself was controversial. Right. And so, I mean. I don't know. Anyway, I know I take it there, but it, you know it is what it is. This you think, is you hot think we, 97 <laughs> crosstalk. Hot 97 five. Talk. You were listening. Controversial talk. Twenty four seven controversy. This is hot topics on Jensen's Wheelbox. Um, I was gonna say we had a similar experience with announcements. It was that type of takeover. Um, our journalism teacher said, "Do you guys want to do the announcements?" And we we're like. Obviously. Yeah, yes. okay, we'll do it. <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> yeah. That was hostile. Yeah, it was, hostile it was real. Over. Yeah, it was hard. We, 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 had to, we had to really force our way in there. What we did, though, we We did. stopped playing the Cheers theme, which yes. for some reason opened the they played, songs. They would play the Cheers song, the theme song. They must have done that for, like, two, three months straight. Just yeah. straight. No, it was it was the, the regular theme song. Yeah, it was just all year. Was, that was my memory of it. I remember that they, was our chimes. Was the Cheers theme song? <laughs> I remember for they some had reason. the Garden State soundtrack, and they would play like two or three songs from Garden State every single day. <laughs> freshman year, it was a nightmare. Where everybody knows your name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they open announcements. Yeah. With? I think they were trying to make Cypress High feel homey. <laughs> like, like a bar? <laughs> yeah, well, where everybody knows your name. <laughs> Cheers, what, Cheers was a very warm environment. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. That's so funny. Um, what did you guys switch it up to? We, We'd play a different song. Every we day. would play a different song every day. We had such a good CD system. We yeah. would write the times for the tr- exactly, because we could only play a little bit in the beginning, then we would play a different song. But I remember the very first day, Matt, Matt and I would switch off. I think, would we do it week by week or day by day? I don't for the remember. music. I don't remember. Might have been day by day, but Matt, the very first day of the announcements, yeah. he chose the music. I remember you chose, um, it was it was a Rush song. What Rush song was it? Uh, uh, as long as Tom Rush Sawyer? Good. It might have been Tom Sawyer. I, yeah, because oh, it's Monday, Monday Warrior. Oh, yeah, Monday Warrior. And, and I was, I'm still not a big Rush fan. I just yeah. can't handle that lizard music. Do you realize but, those are only three men, though, making yeah, music? It, no, there's no doubt. The, three the men and a 32-piece drum kit. <laughs> well, hey, it helps. Yeah. Um, I, I think I was opposed to the song, mm-hmm. but we... It, it was his yeah. voice that you don't like. I yeah, that's yeah. Very like wizard. That's, yeah, like yeah, I, I, that's, that's what, I like that, Rush. It's cool. There were a few times when you fought me on the music. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like Rush. That's you didn't right. like the Beach Boys when I played that, that which you before. now admit was a mistake. You didn't like the mistake. Beach Boys? I no. thought you loved the, the Beach Boys. Now, yeah, now they're... At the time, this was a different Chris. Now, Pet Sounds is my favorite album of all time, but at the time, you were playing Pet Sounds tracks. Because all I thought was the he, he only little disc coupe. Like, I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I thought there was to the Beach Boys. I didn't know. You're like the Beach Boys. Yeah. That's literally, that was literally Beach my reaction. Boys. But was I remember it? the time that you took most offense, where you actually stopped. Do you remember where you actually stopped the song? You wouldn't let me play as much wow. as, it as I wanted? No. Uh, I played a song. He from, goes, "You're not doing this to me." From one of my favorite albums of all time, I played Heinz Baked Beans from The Who's Sellout. Uh, I refused. To, I don't even you, remember you, that. I it got ten seconds in, and you stopped it, and you made fun of it on air. What did I say? Uh, you said, I, "I can't handle this. We're not doing that today. This is terrible. <laughs> this is the worst." Yeah. People, you, and do, you, do you know that song, Heinz Baked Beans? Uh, do you know the album, The Who's Sellout? No, it's a great album because the Who at the time were facing a lot of criticism. People were saying, "Oh, they're sellouts. They do they do advertisement. They're, they're a rock band. They do advertisement. That's not yeah. counterculture. That's not cool." So they said, "Well, fuck you!" And they did a whole album where half the songs 
on their album they released as an album were ads for products. So they did like a Heinz Big. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really great album. Yeah, it's a smart idea. Like, and, you know what? We're selling out. Let's have fun. Yeah, with it. yeah, it's great. And they did one for Heinz Baked Beans, which is a great song that Chris refused to recognize. It. I'll revisit. But at the time. It's very goofy. You've progressed a lot in music exploration. I, I definitely have. Yeah, I, mean, I would say so. There was a time he told me he hated the Doors. I hate the Doors. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. How do you hate? I the currently doors? hate the Doors. I went in the opposite direction because in high school I liked the Doors, but not anymore. Oh. I just have no patience for jamming. Let's just, <laughs> just, uh, just wrap it up, guys. <laughs> you don't know, like the you're long. Like, you're like, this tracks over three minutes. Yeah, it's kind of short, guys. Give me a 2:45. Give me a 2:45 song. I think I'm for like real a, though. When it's a straight minute of just that fucking old Ray Kazamarek on the piano. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the organ. I can't. I can get that. It's going on and on. It's like if I'm on drugs, I'll listen to that. Wouldn't you admit that the Doors tracks I've played for you? Yeah, I was surprised. Are not those tracks? No, they're not. Well, I mean, they when the, sometimes they could like like really great catchy songs, and then other times he would be like, "I am the Lizard King, and I needed to talk to you for seven minutes." Yeah, yeah. So, but I did like organ. I do like American Prayer, probably my favorite album of all those. Is the, uh, I don't know that album. It's the it's the one where it was just his recordings, and the intermittent the music that had different names when the band produced them. Really, it was one evening with him mm-hmm. and a producer, okay. and him being able to tell stories yeah. and incorporate it into music. You know? Okay, so well, you had wanna... Latino Chrome is a great song, you know, and it's all it's a Latin yeah. rhythm. I Latin think you showed that song. That was the song mm-hmm. that I actually really liked. Yeah, I mean, just smart, you know, smart, it, but not light my fire. Yeah, you know, not. You know, like my least favorite Doors album is the first one. Yeah. That's my least favorite. And I may be Soft Parade. But other than that, except for the song Soft Parade. I think the song itself Soft Parade. One of my all-time favorite tweets that I ever saw was John Roderick just tweeted, I wish Jim Morrison was still alive so I could fight him. <laughs> so I could fight him. <laughs> I get that. I understand. That's fun stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, this has been this has been fun. This is a good app. And you know, don't dare edit. Concepts. Don't edit the part that we're talking about. It was controversial. You don't edit this. Oh, I'm only gonna put that out. I'm gonna cut all the rest of the stuff. Cut the rest out. Yeah, that's, that's they all. only want no this context is, either. No yeah. introductions. Just play only that. <laughs> I'm just gonna. It's gonna start just cold with you doing the black voice. Thank you. And, and then right into it. Me uncomfortable about it. And then credits. We're gonna have credits on this episode <laughs> with the Cheers theme song. Yes. Oh man, that's uh, good stuff. It's, it's good yeah. sitting across from you guys and with your almost your both your full fledged beards. I just, yeah, it's a good look. Made a beard up for today. Yeah, I haven't shaved in a couple days. <laughs> yeah, that's just. I call this my five o'clock shadow. I like to think that. You're completely smooth until like one minute. It's just, it's just all it's kind of <laughs> You know what happens? That's the image it's, I like to imagine. It, with this or do. What irritates me the most about um, is after the shower, how frizzy it'll get. Like, it, mm. you know, it'll get real kinky yeah. and bushy. Yeah. And then I, I got to work it all day yeah. and then shower again. Yeah. And then it starts all over. That's Sh- what I think. Now, I do use, and I recommend anybody who has a beard, who has a longer beard, coconut oil. Yeah, for that. For a beard oil, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, coconut oil is really good for the skin, so it doesn't clog the pores. You're not going to get an acne from it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's good. You it smells good. Smells good. You smell like coconuts. It's great. <laughs> but coconut oil itself is an incredible product. I mean, you cook with it. Sure. You heal things with it. That's right. I mean, really. Coconut oil is great. But it wasn't forever. Nobody talked about coconut oil 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Coconut oil is having a big moment. It's right a now. huge <laughs> moment. Yeah. But the coconut itself has been around longer than man. Well, it's, it's, so, not a girl, it's out of control. Goddamn hard to get into the coconut. <laughs> that's, that's what stopped us for so long. Yeah, yeah. It's just that's not worth the work. Now we're making oil out of it. You know, I'm an almond milk drinker, right? Sure. And the funniest thing about that is like, who is like, let's crying these bitches up and drink it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, you know, squeeze them. Squeeze <laughs> them as hard as we can. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be juice in this whole I mean, it's, but it is. It's it's good. Uh, it's, it's refreshing. Yeah. And I prefer unsweetened. Hmm. Yeah. I thank you for having me on. I've thank you for, to for on. coming on the show. This has been a lot of fun. And anytime you want to talk controversy, go voices. There are different, multiple black voices one can do. We can cover them all the next time I come out. I do not endorse that. I just want to, for the record, let the record state. I do not endorse the practice. I know for a fact (laughs) that my friends, whom are black, agree and don't care. Well, this is the old I have black friends excuse, which this is not really. It's true. <laughs> well, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> we'll, we'll always have wrestling and maybe still part ways as friends. <laughs> you know that uh, when Rowdy Piper brought the coconut over Jimmy Snooker's head, uh-huh. he just went out to the store and bought a coconut because they didn't. He didn't have anything to do, so he's like, "Well, I mean, this guy's from an island nation. Coconuts come from islands. Obviously, I'm going to smash a coconut on his head, and that's just a real coconut. And think about that, guys. You know how hard it is to smash a coconut open. <laughs> and he, and he you know broke it open. He, he broke, broke it open. It first try. I should show you the clip. Yeah, first try. He's talking to oh, Snugga, just normally. He's like, and he's doing the bit where he's like, "Yeah, I got these bananas, these coconuts, all these island foods you like." And guess what? Boom! <laughs> coconut right in the head. Breaks it open. He goes over. He goes back. He goes through the like backdrop because it was just like you know cardboard basically <laughs> the the set for Piper's. <laughs> I got bananas. I got grapes. I got cherries. I got this. Yeah, and he just boom. That's the I gotta I gotta show you that clip sometime. It's, yeah, it's please. Nice I'd love to it. See. Um, but yeah, I think that will wrap us up today. I just want to <laughs> circle back around to one last wrestling bit. Very um, good, very good. Plugs? You guys got any plugs you want to say? Anything you want to tell people to check out? No. All right. <laughs> I, well, what about your uh, your your photography account? Oh, I you know, I you know we've talked about so many different things on here. That's it. That's I just I think that that's this more. You know, I take pictures of cities and so on and so forth. But it's it's all good. You know, you're on Instagram. You yeah. Follow Atmos Capture. If you like pictures, what of was those. that again? Atmos capture, okay, like atmosphere, but you yeah. know, ATMOS capture. So that does Instagram? Is it you throw an at before on Instagram? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not on hey, Instagram. You throw, you throw an at. That's what threw me because I, I thought it was at Moss capture. Oh, I see. No, I don't think it's. Don't, I, well, I don't know. I'm no, not when you want to tag don't someone, you put an at. But just if you're looking someone the up, the account you know, itself, it's just you can just type name. in the name. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's not most capture. Yeah, <laughs> it's at most capture. Yeah, at yeah. most capture. Right. One word. Yeah. Right. Right. I think your Twitter, your Instagram really went over the line when it changed his name to Yasin Bay. That's most deaf reference. That's a bit of a weird one because it, <laughs> the connection no, wasn't good. quite there. And I apologize, Chris. Anything to plug? Uh, no. Come on. Or I guess we stop doing this. I stop know, being I just, ashamed. I just and I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I do have a, a sketch comedy YouTube channel. There you go. What's it called? It's a YouTube.com/slash The Dream Team Baby. Uh, we do have sketches on there. There's also a Facebook page. You can find that probably. If you're listening to this, one way or another, you're gonna you're gonna find it on Facebook through people that you probably know, right? Well, no, I would I hope so. There are some other people who who listen to this. You would hope so. So you would hope that our only fans are are people who <laughs> no, already I mean, know us. They would know what I'm talking about. Ouch. But. 
No, uh, you know I mean. <laughs> there's no new development happening. <laughs> no new development, just, just, just flat. only our friends. Status <laughs> quo. Yeah. We're the Republican establishment. That's all we want. Nothing changes. Uh, Twitter at Chris O'Bell. There you go. One word, three L's. And I think that's all I have to plug. That's all you got for myself, at least. Okay, go to BenvyNetwork.com. Check out all the great shows on there. We've got a new show, new to the network. It's called The Podcast Preview. It's a really great show. I think you're going to enjoy it. Check that out. It's a guy who reviews other podcasts and tells you which ones you should check out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, check that out on BenvyNetwork.com. Hopefully that'll be up by the time this episode comes out, but if it's not, it'll be there in a few days. Are we? Am I allowed to mention the, the other podcast that's brewing on the horizon? With, uh, if Yeah. With Zachary Nix? Yeah, do it. Well, I mean... Should I just when say When are you going to fucking do it, man? It's good. Because I, I want to hear it. It'll happen. Well, this we, shit we, has to go down now. Yeah, come we on. We the first quit, episode ready. Quit screwing around. I'll, should I re- I'll tell... I don't know. I won't reveal the Tease details. however much you want. Okay. Zach, a good friend, Zachary <laughs> Nix, and I, we did start a podcast about a particular actor whose films we've watched. I think we've watched about 25 of his movies so far, and we wanted to do an episode per movie that we watched. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll know more about it, but we're going to be... Matt is gracious enough to... Uh, Host it on the Bandview Network, so yeah, I can't wait to have it. I'd like to invite you out sometime to do a live uh, broadcast in Cleveland, Ohio. Sure. I mean, I don't know how when I'm going to get out to Cleveland, but sure. <laughs> it's like I'll try to squeeze it in <laughs> on, a, on the tour, the Vince's Boombox tour. I'll have to make a stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. Uh, you can. Email? I think we have an email account. Uh, Bensonsboombacks at gmail.com. Bensonsboombacks at gmail.com. You go there, you write us an email. How would you say that in a Cleveland accent? Say what? Bensonsboombacks. I don't know what accent I'm doing. (laughs) I'm from America. I'm from somewhere in America. How do you say it for real? Bensonsboombox. You say Bensonsboombacks. Bensonsboombacks. Now give me a pop and shut the hell up. (laughs) Pop. I'm thirsty. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we should have gotten into Regionalisms are one of my favorite things we should have got. We'll save that for your next episode. There we go. Uh, I think that's it for plugs. Is there anything I'm forgetting? Do you know? I think you got everything. Uh, oh, you can go to Agents of Guard. I re- reviews of the new X-Files on there. Check that out. Agentsofguard.com. Nerd! Just kidding. In a good way. I'm proud of those reviews. I really like <laughs> Thank you. And we'll see you in a, sometime. Thank you. Take care. I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length. Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week. I love comics! Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes. Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite! This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.